This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing. Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit inspired gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry. And CBD infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off their next purchase from wildcbd.com. That's W-Y-L-D-C-B-D.com by using the code P-O-D. That's code P-O-D for 30% off your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for the use by individuals aged 18 and older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing 0% THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. Excellent. Can you hear me, Mr. Taylor? Yeah, we're good. Oh, excellent. We are good. Yeah, I just had to run around and start up the Skype and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, first of all, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, I heard you on Busted Open this week, and uh, and I'd seen you before in Ring of Honor. and uh, Right. And this is the first time I, I think I ever heard you do an interview, uh, as far as I, I, I mean, in my little world. And I was like, man, uh, this guy talks well. His story is great. Um, he, he's got two daughters, so I got to uh, relate uh, with that. I have three of my own, and uh, so I, I sympathized a little bit. And, uh, right. and it, it was awesome. So, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it's great to have you on uh, here tonight. Um, I... Shane Taylor promotions. Uh, I won't mess it up like, like LaGreca did, but, uh, Oh man, there's, there's so many people that say, uh, productions and I'm like, man, yeah. it's on the logo. It's on the it's logo right there. It's the, <laughs> it's the promotion that causes the commotion for sure. Hey, as my man Hunt would say, yeah, that's one of his lines. Yeah. There's definitely his, his lines for sure. And, uh, I, I, so I went and, uh, I watched some of the, the vignettes coming out, uh, for ring of honor, ring of honor TV, uh, back. You guys did the bubble. We'll definitely, uh, touch on that. Uh, cause I, I like where, where that stuff is going. I like everything right now coming out with ring of honor. I think, uh, unfortunately, uh, I guess if you want to pick a silver lining for the pandemic, uh, I, I think ring of honor really, uh, handled it well. We've talked to a few um, of talent and, and what they did. I mean, if you can find a silver lining for what we're going through. Uh, right. But I, I just want to touch on your story uh, growing up and getting into wrestling. Because um, it, it was it was challenging um, from what I know, from what I heard. And then I delved into it, did some research uh, through Busted Open. And uh, d- did you find it? You had a rough, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm using the wrong terms, but uh, growing up in Cleveland, um, was it was it challenging to not 
like following in your father's footsteps and in what was going on? And do you want to just let people know about that a little bit? Uh, without getting into crazy, yeah. into specifics for obvious reasons. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. It for was, sure. uh, the uh, no, it wasn't challenging not to. Yeah. Because yeah. everything around you sort of gives you the opportunity, and I always try to correct people that have never grown up in those environments. They assume like, oh well, if you're getting into stuff like that, your parents don't care, or no, you know what I mean. That's yeah. complete. Like you're gonna have some parents that are like that my parents were not they very much cared and they busted their asses to, to make sure that i stayed away from it as much as possible you know uh, my mom died when i was young but so my dad raising three boys he's going to have to work yep. he's going to have to go out there and provide however he can right so when you have that sort of free time you know what i mean yeah. and yeah we we played sports and did all that but when you have that free time, you're going to find out how to get into stuff. You know what I mean? That, that, oh, yeah. That's just a part of growing up, right? It's just where I grew up was much different than yeah. growing up in the burbs and, you know, going to do whatever it is that people in the burbs do, right? Yeah. Uh, the things around us were much more violent. Um, so you learn to adapt. And when you come from a city like Cleveland, if you're soft, the city will eat you alive. That's it, just the plain and short of it, right? This is no different than when you look at people that tell you stories and they're from Compton or they're from Chicago or, or, or they're from, you know, Philly or they're from wherever. Like you can have people from different regions all telling you the same story yeah. that this is what happens. So it's very easy to follow in those footsteps. The hard part was not following in those footsteps. That was the challenging part. And so my dad then challenging me to do that and not follow in those footsteps and be a better man than he was in his own words. Right. Yeah. Um, I took that very seriously and my dad is a hell of a man. So for me to want to try to surpass him somehow in that way, man, I was really going to have to do the stuff that I was supposed to do. Right? right. And so that's what drove me to sort of finding a way to make something out of my passion. Yeah, I I think I think maybe maybe I worded it wrong because that's what I was going for. Was it challenging yeah. for you not to do that? I think that's that's where I was leaning on that. Um, and and uh, so so you know it, it's tough. And 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 I I understand that I played sports and in in things you know I got into things too, but I don't think uh, where I was living at the time uh, as a as a kid as a child uh were, was was the same and and so i definitely relate and i understand but uh you know mm -hmm. so so you're the you're uh, three boys um and from what i i found out you're the first in your family to go to college yeah yep and then chase uh, uh go ahead what yep first yep. first to go uh my cousin walter was right behind me uh, he actually went to Harvard too, Ooh. like Harvard Business, which is absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, I I couldn't be prouder of the guy. Now he's in the Chicago area doing I I want to say like stocks and stuff like yeah. that. Just absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, first to go to college, graduate, and that was all part of you know trying to figure out how to improve uh -huh. not only my situation. But going forward, my my future kids and future generations, and then trying to figure out how to 
end some of these cycles that you see yeah. kind of recurrent in cities like mine. Yeah. And one of the things I took away uh, from that busted open interview was, and it, it might've been that one, that interview that you had this week. And then another one um, that I was listening to. And I, I think that's where the, the Shane Taylor promotions, your character comes in. Like you, you want to represent, you want to change that cycle. You want to represent, um, you know, uh, how, how, uh, you know, wrestlers that look like you, wrestlers, uh, your color, your size, all that, uh, you want to represent in and out of the ring, uh, it, not be stigmatized, I guess is the word I'm looking for, uh, as it used to be, uh, it, it, am I, am I right in this? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's, there is, and, and, and stigma is a great word, okay. right? Because there is a stigma that comes along with being an African-American wrestler. Then there's a stigma that comes along with being, uh, with being very no-nonsense about a lot of the BS that goes on in wrestling. Then there's a stigma that comes with standing up for yourself, right? And, and so me being someone that is all three of those, it is very easy for people, especially in the business world, to be nervous around me or be scared of my message because they're not used to people like myself talking to them the way I do. Mm -hmm. Right. But where I'm from, you're not going to disrespect me. You're going to talk to me like you have sense. You're going to treat me with respect or I can treat you like I have none of those things. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And for someone like myself who isn't going to be the quiet one is not going to let you walk all over me. It's not going to tell let you tell me what my value is or what I'm supposed to be. Um, th that presents a lot of problems for some people. So um, what I am trying to do and what my guys are try trying to do is, is be those leaders, be those examples that can show we can be team players and entertain everybody and bring something to everybody so that every fan in that building can have an incredible time they can hear great stories, see great matches, but yeah. at the same time, knowing who we are and what we represent to those watching us on TV. It, it was very few far in between. I got to see a strong, positive African-American male on TV that was doing the right things and being successful. There was always an asterisk of some kind. You had to be, in order to be successful, you had to be a rapper or a ball player yeah. or a pimp. Or you were doing all the all the negative stuff was highlighted as ways to be successful, but nothing of the positive, right? There was no successful engineers. There was no nothing like lawyers. None of that stuff, right? Yeah. So, being at the platform that we're at now, it's paramount that uh, we were able to show these positive things on TV, on those screens, and influence those next generations because. They're the ones who are going to inherit the world. And if they can't see, if they, if they can't see what's in front of them or what the possibilities are, then they're never going to realize those. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that message in, in that message, what you just said there and, and how you portray and what you want to get your message across to the youth, um, is, is just means a lot. Like that's, I, I, uh, you, I was listening to a podcast that you were doing and you had to talk about, you talked about having to explain, 
not only the pandemic to one of your kids, um, but uh, some of the, 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 you know, the social injustice that, that some of the stuff that we're seeing in, in our society at this time. And uh, I related so well with that because I had to explain it to two of my daughters. One of one of mine is younger and it, it, and we're coming from different angles here, but I did my best to explain uh, what was happening and how uh, it shouldn't be and how we need <laughs> things need to change. And I just think um, I, I just think that you're using your platform for a great message. And, and that's it's just it's just I don't know that I guess I'm putting that over. But yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. And, and yeah, it's. It's tough, man. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think we're just starting to see what people from my community have been saying for decades, yeah. right? But again, when you don't experience these things or yeah. that's not your perspective, right. it's very hard to uh, to grasp the uh, magnitude of what people are saying, right? But now with te- with technology, people can see. Yep. Like, look, this is what we were talking about. This has been happening. This is the system in which we are talking about that is completely unfair. And we don't get the same privileges. We we don't get the same freedoms. We don't get the same benefit of the doubt. We don't get the same treatment. All of this stuff, right? The 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 court of laws that are supposed to protect us all don't even work the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So trying to show people that and people are starting to see that you know that's that's very shocking to a lot of people yeah right but then when you're trying to explain it to children you know any a, any person of the inner city if you talk to them about when their parents had the talk with them yeah that's not the birds and the bees talk you know what i mean yeah. that's that's what happens when you come across police or when you find yourself in any sort of situation like that and so being I had that talk when I was super young. We're we're talking eight, nine years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. At a time where kids should be thinking about, well, I want to play baseball or da da da. I'm I'm having to worry about how I need to conduct myself to be less threatening when I'm around police. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to eventually have to have that talk with my daughters. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 just the reality of what we're in. But like you said, it shouldn't be happening. No. And the first step towards fixing it is for everyone to understand that there's an issue then educate themselves and then work on ways to eliminate some of the problems that keep these cycles going. Yeah, I agree. And li- li- listen, like I've, uh, uh, listen, I, I, before this whole pandemic came, I work with, with, uh, children with autism, uh, but they're, they're like a school age kids and they're from all different, uh, backgrounds and some of this stuff was going down uh, mm-hmm. and they had the conversations with me and it's just, it's, it's, I, I preached the same thing. I was like, you got to listen and you got to listen to others and um, just get informed and all that stuff. And it's just, it, it was tough. It was tough then. It was tough when I had to talk to my kids. I teared up listening to a podcast when you talked about, one of your daughters saying, Hey, is this, is that going to happen to me? And I was just like, man. no, man. Like why? Like I can't believe into that is coming out of her mouth. 
I mean, I can't relate. So, but right. I could relate as a dad listening to her daughter say things like that. And I just, I felt mm. bad and I, I don't even know, but right. Anyway. And, and at six years old, you know what I mean? She yeah. was five at the time. Like to yeah. hear that, yeah. that conversation was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do ever. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, 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 I've, I've fought guys with guns and knives. Yeah. I would, I would have much rather have done that in that moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> than have that conversation. But, um, I, I just had to let her know that if I have anything to do with it, that'll never happen. You know, yes, that's what you're saying. Um, yeah. and God help anybody. If it does, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way it should be. You'll, you'll be fam. You'll be seeing me on every, every news station and some shit like that happens. But, um, yeah, yeah, man, it, it's just, it's, it's one of the biggest things that growing up fast did for me was prepare me for the world. Right. Yeah. And I find myself as an adult now much more prepared and much further along than a lot of other people my age from different demographics and socioeconomic backgrounds, yeah. because I do know what the real world is like. I had to see it very young. So for a lot of them, it's like they're just now learning what the world is like. Meanwhile, I was 11 years old yeah. knowing exactly how the world was. So I almost feel like I have a 20 year head start on a lot of people. Um, so, so really trying to figure out how then to um, put myself in a position to help others, you know, has been what I've wanted to do forever. I just need to figure out the way that I was going to do it, what vehicle I was going to take, and it's pro wrestling. Yeah, and it is pro wrestling. And uh, I, I remember I uh, on on my TV here, uh, I saw some Ring of Honor. And I saw this uh, man running roughshod uh, with the TV title, just uh, yapping away, uh, dominating. <laughs> and I might be wrong. I might be wrong on this, but are you – I might be wrong. Are you the longest reigning uh, – or you were the longest reigning, I think, uh, TV champion the Ring of Honor has had? No. no. That was the goal. Oh, uh, the that was the goal. The so that's why it was in my head. Reign. Yep, the longest single reign is is held by Jay Lethal. Okay. Uh, the total length of a combined reign is still held by Jay Lethal, oh. and the number of championship defenses was is held by Jay Lethal. I believe that mark is around twenty six or twenty seven um, for combined reigns. Um, I wanted to I wanted to break both of those records. Uh, and you could argue, had I just won at Final Battle, yeah, and beat Dragon Lee, I would be close to the record now for length of championship run. Um, but yeah, but for a lot of people, even though I didn't meet my goal, uh, a lot of people still, you know, rank my television championship run as one of the best that they've seen. Um, and, it, and it's comparable to Jay's uh, from the stories that I get. So yeah. I, I, I can't thank uh, those folks enough that, feel that feel that way i put you know my heart and soul into it um and wanted to just prove everybody wrong you know what i mean uh yep. there was no special treatment there was no hey we're gonna bring in these stars and bring in these stars and do all this stuff f f for you there was none of that you know what i mean like like i've seen with past champions so i really had to go all right i'm going to prove to you why i am a main event guy i'm going to prove to you why 
I'm a starter. I'm going to prove to you why when you need a home run or the clock is ticking down and you need someone to take that shot, why it should damn sure be me. Excellent. Um, Ring of Honor, uh, they had their pure tournament. Uh, they've gone back into the bubble. Ring of Honor TV, I think, just kicked off last week, I believe. I mean, the pure tournament was before that and uh, stuff like that. Um, but uh, the protocols they went through, I know we talked to the other guys. They took care of all their talent uh, through this pandemic, you know, so you guys didn't have to worry about that. So kudos to them uh, and, and, you know, the bubble and the protocols. Um and I saw the promo today I, on Twitter, doing my research. Uh, you got your sights set for the, the world title. But first, uh, you'll have to get through Kenny King this coming Monday. And that is a extremely uh, long story going all the way back to the Rebellion days. Um, right. Uh, how do you feel about that upcoming match that you're going to have with, with Kenny King and, and your sights on the world title? I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Anytime you step into a step in there with a guy the the caliber of Kenny King, and we could spend all day listing his accolades. Yeah. But there have only been three African American males to win the Ring of Honor World Television Championship in the almost twenty year history of the company. Myself, Kenny King, and Jay Lethal. Yeah. Kenny King's won it twice. Him and Jay are the only guys to do that, along with some others. But we're we're talking specifically about this group. Yeah. Right? To be in there with a guy that's that accomplished, that's made that much history, that is that good at what he does, and also have the fact that he's been a friend and a mentor damn near since day one when I walked into Ring of Honor, that makes it even more special. But from a competitor, from a from a competitive aspect. He's beaten me now in singles competition on two occasions. I've yet to score a singles victory over him. So he's walking into this match undefeated against me. Now, mentally, that doesn't sit right with me mm-hmm. because I want to be the best. And I'm chasing legacy. That's what this is about. I want to be one of those historic figures, like when people look back and they talk about a Jim Brown or a Tommy Smith or a John Carlos or a Muhammad or a Muhammad Ali. I want to be in that conversation of athlete. So I can't do that unless I am passing legacies, unless my legacy is going up. And right now, what's stopping that is Kenny King. So I have to get past that. I have to beat Kenny in order for me to continue on my path to where I want to be. Yeah. Um, when you, when you do get by Kenny and it will be a phenomenal mm-hmm. match, I believe this coming Monday. Um, I know that Brody King has said he's going for that world title. Uh, you know, Roosh is your champ. I I'm sure Taven's going to be around somewhere in here. Uh, what, what are your plans? How, how are you going to set yourself apart from that group? So you can reach, you can get that legacy. You can uh, when it all boils down, you you will be standing tall with that Ring of Honor title. Well, option number one is the same as always. Whoever's in front of me, I'm going to cock back my hands and start throwing bombs until they drop. And we're going to see how many times they want to get back up. And if they're willing to do so, then I'll keep knocking them down and keep busting their ass until they realize they're just outgunned. Um, but, you know, that 
all I can keep doing is keep putting myself in the right spot, keep performing the way I do, keep being unapologetically me, keep being the champion for the people, and keep being the guy that people can depend on to say exactly what needs to be said, regardless of uh, regardless of the outcomes, regardless of the punishment or circumstance. Um, continue to be the leader that I was meant to be um, and everything else will work itself out. Excellent. Um, and I can't wait for that match with Kenny King because it's going to be, it's going to be great. And that stuff they put up on, uh, I think it was ring of honors, Twitter, uh, you talking, uh, you know, about your past, about, uh, you know, with Kenny and, and the rebellion. That's great. Um, I did, I had something written down here earlier and I, I skipped over it and I didn't want to, because I like to hear you talk about it. Um, and, and you mentioned uh, your name along with all those other names like Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown. Um, 1992, August. Uh, what does it mean to you to uh, see Ron Simmons beat Vader on that day? Everything, man. Like, like I mentioned before, especially when you're talking about pro wrestling, it was very, very, very rare on your TV screens to see an African-American male being positive but also being yeah. taken seriously, yep. right? And the two aren't necessarily uh, aren't aren't necessarily congruent, right? Because you had a lot of successful black wrestlers, yep. right? But there there was always something there, like. And this is no disrespect to anybody's legacy, character, or whatever. This is specifically my my opinion on it, right? So. I didn't know anybody that walked around with parrots. I didn't know anybody that, you know, put dog collars on, on their neck and barked. I, I didn't know anybody like that. Right. I didn't know anybody who was doing like super shucky and jiving yeah. sort of stuff. Like that's not, those aren't the people that I was around. I couldn't relate to any of that. What I could relate to was a guy who came out, played football, decided to chase his dream, bust his ass and worked hard to be the man worked hard to be the number one guy and was able to achieve that. No asterisk, no silly characters, nothing like that. And you could see when the, when the building erupted yeah. that everybody from every background yeah. related to that guy, right? So, yeah. it, so it shows that you can have mass appeal, you can have mainstream appeal and simply just be a phenomenal athlete that works hard and it doesn't have to always be these stereotype characters that people want to pigeonhole us in. Right. We can have, we can, we, we, we can do everything that our counterparts can do. We can have guys go out there and be an Orton or an Austin yep. or a flair or a Cena. We can have people go out there and do that and have depth of character and, and, and range and not just be, you know, pimps or, uh, street guys yeah. or any other any of the you know stereotypical roles that people have had and companies have, have had for minority people in the you know in 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 decades past yeah for sure uh, i remember with that that moment uh in 92 ron simmons like you said um it did have mass appeal uh, i popped hard i, I the, that power slam oh man right. i can remember it like it was yesterday uh and uh I, I think I think Ring of Honor is also doing a really, I mean, 
they're, they're doing a great job. It's not those uh, stereo, stereotypical uh, characters. Um, and I, I, you know, yourself, Kenny King, uh, Jay Lethal, uh, just, just great stuff going over there right now. And uh, I look forward to everything coming up. It's Monday with Kenny King. Uh, is there anything you'd like to put over? We're, we're, uh, something I do at the end of every show is I, I give you a mic, uh, you know, the proverbial mic. Uh, you can put over anything you want. You can, you can plug anything you want. Uh, let us know, and, uh, you know, I won't interrupt. Very, very important. Uh, you, you left out one of those names, oh. which would be Jonathan Gresham. Gresham, yeah, just won the pure title, yep. Good champion. I knew um, I dropped the ball somewhere. Now you're good, yeah. but, you know, that that's yeah everybody leads in their own way you know and uh for ring of honor to have as many different leaders as we do uh all all sort of seeing things differently um is a plus right and yeah you have to give kudos to them for having the balls for lack of a better word to do that um so there's that but yeah uh obviously um we'll hit the social media stuff facebook slash notorious shane taylor twitter and instagram at shane 216 taylor um i, I know times are, are are tough but if if anybody is in the merch buying mood since the holidays are coming right. up head on over to rohwrestling.com hit the pro shop plenty of great merch there check out the shane taylor promotion stuff there also special shout out to my guys con and moses sos their brand new t-shirt just hit the pro shop their very first one so go ahead and, and, and support those guys and show them some love. And also, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Shane Taylor. All of my personal stuff is up there. Um, it's been an incredible 13-year ride yeah. so far. Here's, you know, to 20 more. There you See go. Excellent. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, very insightful. And I can't wait to see your match Monday and everything that to come from you, man. Keep, keep, uh, keep getting the word out there. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, anytime. Have a great night. You too. Later. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right, let's go back to this scene. I'll have to hang on. Oh, he did. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.